I'm going to pray and we're going to get into it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, this is the day that you've made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We just thank you for supernatural wisdom and knowledge. I just thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for everything you're doing. I thank you that we are in historic times. And I ask for grace over this afternoon in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Well, when I'm not at Moonta, I feel like I'm on a holiday. So I love Moonta, but just staying here is like, wow, I don't have to drive four hours. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And we went up to Barra on Friday. We're doing a little bit of forerunning at the moment. There's just, uh, um, you know, I'll sh- share some things I shared this morning, but I usually go off-road in the afternoon. Um, but there's some crazy things that, that God's leading us into, especially with the prophetic, and God's leading us into doing outreach and revival-style meetings um, in the region. I think there's going to be something happening in the Barossa, Balaclava, Blythe, Barra, anything else beginning with a B. And uh, we went up to, to Barra on Friday and just some crazy things are happening. One of the th- uh, how, many, how many interns are here today? Put your, wave, wave, wave. Oh my God, I'm a Okay. So um, one of the things is that we get prophetic coordinates and we just steward them. And so something got sent to Christina today you know that we did a lot of prayer over things around the earth. Um, and so it's very specifically, we'll talk more about it on Wednesday, but just in is that geophysicists are flipping out a bit because there's been a significant change or an anomaly in the magnetic field of the earth. Isn't that very, very interesting? So, so that's something that, that the Lord led us to pray into. And you go, what does that even mean? I don't know. It's just, we're just obedient, you know. Um, so that's, that's a thing. But, but going up into, um, into the mid-north, there was a lot of, the, we're, doing, we're preparing the way because up, at, especially at Borough, they've had outpouring and revival in the 19th century. And God, and I know there's a bunch of people doing some stuff in the Botanic Gardens and the Lord's just, it, it, you allow the Spirit of God to lead. And then, you know, when God shows you things, it's not always going to be in a, normal box sort of like it, a, a straightforward is that the supernatural realm is weird okay when we're talking about wheels within wheels eyes all around and within okay but yeah yeah I know that no you don't no you don't because even Ezekiel's going he was almost one going to call it manna what is it you know he's looking at wheels within wheels eyes all around within and the, and the four living creatures uh, um, they never turn aside, but they go where the Spirit of the Lord leads them and the, the, wheels, the rims of the wheels were awesome. They went you know, high above the earth. But when we allow the Lord to lead us and we start to map and start to pray things in, um, he's, he's doing incredible things. So there's going to be a lot of outreach coming up into, in, on a state level coming up soon. We're just laying the foundation for that. What we're going to do is I want to start with um, a really, really popular passage of Scripture. Very popular, people love talking about it, they're excited about it, it's on everyone's lips, and it's Revelation chapter 6, so if we could put that there please, Revelation 6, and it's on our fingertips, okay, so we, 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 they call it the, 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 horse, the, the horseman of the apocalypse, but it, I don't think that's quite that accurate, but I will start to read it by faith. When he, 
opened. The third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and, oh, there we go, there we go. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and behold, a black horse and he who sat in it had a pair of scales in his hand. There's more. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. So without going into too much detail, it says a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius. In other words, for let's say the equivalent of a loaf of bread, you're looking at a day's wage. So you could say, is it hyperinflation? Is it scarcity? It really doesn't matter. It shows here that there's going to be a spiritual influence where people's money will either lose value or the supply will be in short supply. So this has actually got a supernatural origin behind it. Um, and as you know, uh, everyone's, everyone does have a different sort of source code per se, uh, what sort of media or what social media. Uh, at the moment, um, there's, a, there's a thing called TikTok. Who's on TikTok? I'm really curious. Who's on TikTok? Yep, okay. There we go. So TikTok is one of the most popular apps out there. Um, and because so many people are sharing information but by what's happening in the world. So at the moment, France is in full protest mode, even rioting mode, up to 9 million people. I mean, that's a lot because without consultation is the, the president. He actually put up the uh, age of retirement. Now, with France, it's a social, relatively socialist country. And so people pay taxes all their life going, I will retire at such and such an age. But the president's just pushed it back. And it wasn't just what he did, it's how he did it because it's a top-down style of government. It's that democracy isn't as democratic as it used to be. And so um, you have all these things developing in the world, but with TikTok, is America are looking at passing a bill called Restrict. In other words... They are using TikTok as the reason because it can be carry a little bit of Trojan horsey, malware type of stuff. Is they're using TikTok to justify to control the internet and pretty much shut down whatever the news they want to shut down that's uh, uh, contrary to the narrative. And so you have people all around the world who are waking up that governments aren't doing what they promised to do. We're seeing that across the world. We're seeing banks wobble. We are seeing uh, 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 the, the, they putting out their central bank digital currency, digital identity, smart cities. All of these things is they are putting out there in the public domain. A lot of people aren't aware of it, okay? Because right now, the first thing, the first thing with war is the, is the truth is the first casualty. Plus there is propaganda, most people go, no, we're not in a war. It's like not going to be like World War II. It's not going to have borders or boundaries. And we're not even really going to be sure who the enemy is. And what you have is I was with uh, Lawrence a couple of days ago. And he was telling me the reality of what's happening in the Ukraine. Because you have, uh, you have friends who were in the SAS with him in New Zealand who've, who are now not in the army, but they've gone over to fight. 
So I said, yeah, well, yeah because, because they love fighting. They said they go over for the yippee. And you've got people going over there uh, this, uh, 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 with, with um, GoPros on their helmets or on their shoulder and they're, they're you know, videoing everything that's taking place. But then you, you see on the other hand over here, you've got incredible amounts of money laundering by, by the US government. Like huge amounts. And that, that, that we, that, they can't give enough trillions of dollars away or launder enough trillions of dollars plus all this, 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 this uh, uh, climate uh, uh, terrifying the next generation. So if you think that everything's on the verge of just collapsing, and uh, well, no measure is too extreme. This is really, really happening, but behind it is a spiritual source. The Bible says it's a black horse that wants to actually bring scarcity to the earth, hyperinflation. <laughs> but the key here, it says at the end, but do not harm the oil and the wine which seems really, really out of place. So these other things are happening. As soon as you think, well, you know, we, we've, we've got our stuff paid off. And we have money in the bank. Never trust in the flesh. We are called to trust in the arm of the Lord, not the arm of the flesh. When you think you have it sussed, and if you're doing it in your own strength, you could be found wanting. So this passage here says real scarcity is... Uh, 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 does have a, a spiritual source to it. However, do not touch the oil and the wine. And so I was sharing this morning how in 2008, Rachel and I, uh, uh, we sowed some money into ministry and the word of the Lord came to me and says, I'm going to give you your own law firm. And that was, 2008 was when the global financial crisis hit uh, and to help offset that in Australia, Kevin Rudd gave a, a lot of money away and we had the great Harvey Norman flat TV revival where people, you know, who couldn't afford uh, um, TV. Um, they then everywhere, all across the nation, TVs appeared. And so, but there was a lot of fear and it's the unknown. See, markets trade on confidence and certainty. So you have your bear market, your bull market, all those different things. And people tend to buy in when there's this high confidence and, uh, uh, you know, whether it's, it's crypto, whether it's a stock exchange or it's whatever form of speculation it is, uh, commodities. So, so we were in this 2008 and the word of the Lord was, so money, the word of the, and then, then out of that, the Lord said, I'm going to give you your own law firm. And we set up our own law firm and we had supernatural grace on it. And this is what we have found. In the midst of uncertainty or problems with, with financial provision, what you actually have is God has His own economy that is far superior than what's happening on the earth. So even though there's darkness and fear and uncertainty, what you then have is that you've actually got a place of extravagant provision where we see we saw God explode in, in, he, we, we, in, in our finances. I remember setting up the law firm, I'm just going, my goodness, we had people coming up to Rachel saying, you know, I'm released to work for you and do this, that and the other and I can do this and that. And we're just like going, this is just crazy. So God brought us into a place of prosperity when everything was struggling, everything else was struggling. So, so here's the key. It's not about the, the black horse and it's not about the scarcity. It's don't touch the oil and the wine or don't harm. In other words, we need to know what it is to get in the oil and the wine. That's the, that's the whole point. 
And so, uh, um, you know, the oil and the wine, so Jesus has mentioned it, but not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So uh, we have here, so the oil and the wine isn't something you can live on. I know some people have tried, but you're not going to be sustained by oil and wine. You're more likely to be sustained by wheat and barley. So the oil and wine is a supernatural commodity. And when we start to realise how the spirit world overlays and is superior to the natural world, if you make the oil and the wine your priority, then you will have enough wheat and barley. And so they are supernatural commodities, but firstly, the oil the oil is connected. When you start to see the principle of first, first mention, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, okay, everyone that serves me and worships me or approaches me directly, they need to be anointed. And there was the anointing oil that was prepared and it had certain uh, 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 um, uh, spices and fragrances in it. It definitely had frankincense. It was made out of olive oil. And so the priests would be anointed to approach the Lord. The tabernacle was anointed, the tabernacle of Moses. All of the articles from the altar of incense to the menorah to the table of showbread, it was all completely drowned in oil. So you see the oil is when we are connected to ministering to the Lord. And it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. So if you go after that presence of the Lord and the anointing, what happens is you've got a spiritual force of darkness. This dark horse is connected to scarcity. But out of heaven, the Lord says, do not harm or touch the oil and the wine. So when you're in the oil and the wine, you actually have angelic protection in your provision. See, this is what we should be focusing on. It's good to be informed of, of certain things, you know. Um, they did have a little bit of a run on the banks. Isn't that an interesting proposition? Did you know that ANZ said that at certain branches they won't have any cash anymore? Who's, who's, who's heard that one? Imagine you go to the ATM. Sorry. I think it's very interesting that, that Munta, we, we actually, the, the bank rents off of us and pays our church rent. Isn't that interesting? Because otherwise you, you have money sitting in an account that's earning zero interest. So we see that the anointing oil is connected to service unto the Lord. Now, isn't it interesting that in Pentecostal supernatural cultures, everyone wants to be anointed, but they might not want to minister to the Lord. <laughs> What's the point of being anointed? Unless you're going to be ministering to the Lord. Or, or, or actually being used, it says, that, that, and, and paraphrasing Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel of, of the good news. But you've actually, Jesus ministered to the Father and, and, and was in the Holy Ghost before He ministered to people. So that's the primary, is you go before the Lord and you minister to the Lord and then the oil starts to flow in your life. You've got all sorts of places of, in Scripture, it says, you know, how wonderful and beautiful it is for the brethren to, to dwell together in unity. It should be like oil poured on Aaron's head, dripping down the beard, down his garments. It's connected to unity. But remember the oil is primarily is that anointing that breaks the yoke, the ability for us to minister to the Lord. And this is what, we're, ministering to the Lord keeps you in the oil. And then if you want to keep the oil that God's anointed you with, 
you give the oil to others. When you serve, if you don't serve, you've got no, you can't keep what you don't give away. So, 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 quarter of wheat for a denarius, uh, three den- uh, den- um, three quarts of barley for a denarius. I think it, is, it says, but don't touch the oil and the um, don't touch the oil and the wine. We're going to make sure we're in that supernatural commodity of the oil. Then we have the wine. So there are many, many people who have tried to live on wine. They're called homeless. <laughs> Not every, you don't want to, you know, broad sweeping brush strokes. Yet there's, there's a theme. Um, so the last, one of the most prominent uh, um, uh, um, examples of the wine was Jesus turned the water into wine at the wedding feast of Cana and Galilee. And so, you know, if you've ever seen me conduct a wedding service, get excited because you know it's going to be short. In the Middle East, days. You're sitting there and you're going, man, I need some wine. All right, just sitting there, it's alone. And so they ran out of wine. They poorly organised. Bad catering. And so Jesus did in the book, according to the book of John, it was his first sign of wonder where incredible, you know, you got, you, look, the Bible says, it's, it says, don't be, get drunk and that's foolishness, right? But at the same time, I mean, if, if it causes you to sin, then don't, don't, don't drink it all. Some people aren't meant to drink at all, okay? Ha, pause and meditate. However, I've, I've been at churches that go, no, 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 Jesus didn't turn, wine, turn it into grape juice. Turned it into maison. He turned it into a bottle of white bother. <laughs> exactly, grape juice is no benefit. So I think... So, so, but that's not the case. Because they said, this is amazing. And so it was connected to joy and celebration. So, so it goes, yes, I'm anointed. There's no joy. You're not celebrating anything. You get, you, I, stay away from people who are anointed and really serious. Seriously. Sort of like, you know they're going to be offended real easy. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's, I've, 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 I remember... I remember I went to Bible college with a guy who was really serious. This is a bad combination, bad combination. Someone really serious who's a close talker with bad breath. (laughs) And he was anointed. (laughs) I thought you were going a bit more free range in the afternoons. All right. And it's like, he was close talking me. I went, bro, respect my boundaries. <laughs> so there's something about the wine that's connected to celebration and joy. So you have the oil and the wine. He says, do not harm or touch. That's the commandment coming straight from the throne. But more importantly, the wine now represents, well, you got on the day of Pentecost, they're speaking supernaturally in other languages. And they're like, these aren't drunk as you suppose. They were like, they, they weren't sort of like, you know, they, they were like, they thought they were drunk. And they're like, 
he's around going, he goes, how, how is it? It's only nine in the morning. So that is one party. But with all of that, that, that the boldness, the celebration and the joy and the, and the power, now our connection to the wine is the blood of Jesus. His, his body was broken and his blood was shed. So we have a demonic origin or a source code per se of the black horse, right? The black horse and uh, um, there's scarcity, but from heaven says, do not touch the oil and the wine. So it would behoove us to go, how do I stay in the oil and the wine? Can someone say amen? Really? Because it's like we're, we're, arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness of the people, but his glory will arise over you. And, and there's something about praising God in the midst of darkness. You actually transcend the darkness. Just ask Paul and Silas in the, in the Philippian jail. In the flipping jail. And, and so you, you, this is an exciting invitation because God sent you to the earth knowing that he would supply all the necessary tools and technology for you to overcome what's taking place. It says very clearly, clearly in First Thessalonians, God did not appoint you to wrath. He did not appoint you to wrath. But make sure you're not an unwise virgin who falls asleep and doesn't wake up and has no oil in her lamp. That's really, really important as well. So we have here a, 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 a warning of scarcity, but actually how to overcome it. Do not touch the oil and the wine. The enemy cannot touch it. Now, if we can put up Ephesians chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, Something, is, something that changes everything is time, is time. And I think that the Lord, you know, you know before, when I, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm going to give you an example of time. I'm going to give you a really good object lesson, okay? So I'm reading this out, so keep that up there. You ready? Yeah? Okay. Therefore... He, says, parentheses, awake, comma. Now, that was hard, wasn't it? <laughs> Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead. Did you know when you throw time out, understanding leaves as well? You drag things out, it loses its context. And, and what happens is I believe there's something about the time the enemy wants to drag it out. So when something, when when. When uh, 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 data points or circumstances or prophetic confirmations are closely clustered together, you go, oh, that's so straightforward. But the enemy says, you know, I, you know, I hear from God. Yep, I heard from him last time in 2012. That was amazing. Next time I heard from the Lord was 2017. Oh, wow, that was even better. And then I had a dream in, 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 in 2022. Oh, my gosh, I'll never forget that. And everything's so stretched out. And so we'll read the whole thing in, in, in a decent time now. 
Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Yep. See then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Even the day, but it's just, time is just time. It's like money. Money's not evil. It's the love of money. Money's just paper, well, from what we see. It's paper, or it's just a, a, a dosh or a debt. Um, a dosh or a debt. Oh, my gosh. A dash or a dot. <laughs> and so, so, so money's not evil. It's the love of money. It's, it's, the, actual, it's the value we ascribe to it on an idolatrous level or, or spirit of mammon, per se. But time, time shouldn't be evil. It actually says the days are evil. We are in evil days where time has been defiled where it feels like if the days are evil, then the enemy wants to stretch them out so they get worse. Wants to stretch it out. And uh, um, <laughs> what we have is that, is that if on our journey, uh, again, I quoted this this morning, but when we uh, uh, um, come to the Lord, we, we go straight into the hospital. You know, there's a, there's a time to be healed. Uh, the, the gospel of good news is he binds a broken hearted. So, but you don't want to live in the hospital all your life. Okay? Imagine living in a hospital all your life. You forget about your wardrobe. Okay? It'll be a bit cold somewhere, won't it? You're in a hospital the whole time. But some people never leave hospital because they can't break the cycle of victimhood or offense or wounds. And God wants us to graduate from the hospital into family. And family is that, is that connection, that, that, that sense of, you know, God's named, all the family in heaven has been named from, by the Father. So hospital, family, and then the army. And it's, I think it's great. People come to Christ and they, they, they're witnessing straight away. I think it's fantastic. But no one ever, ever, like, there's no shortcuts in the Lord, is that some people, they just get stuck in hospital or stuck in family and never become the army. And so everything gets stretched out. And I think God wants to do something way, absolutely blow our mind. But I think that the, the time thing is the enemy. If we can't see it in front of us, we assume it's the future. And that's just not, that's just not what the Bible teaches. The Bible talks about the perfect and complete work at Calvary that's actually provided Pentecost. And the Lord is pouring out His Spirit. Do you know how many dreams are taking place on the earth on any one given night where the kingdom of heaven is manifesting to all flesh? doesn't say the church. doesn't say the ascension gifts. It says all flesh. All flesh are experiencing dreams across the world. The most crazy things taking place in the realm of the Spirit. How many dream interpreters do we think we need out there just to see people come to Christ? It's incredible. But... God is trying to speak to an earth and bring them out of that dragged out loop of poverty, sickness, war, death, famine, scarcity, unbelief, torment, and so on and so forth. So he wants to stretch that out. So this is very, very key to understanding the oil and the wine. So if we can put up, uh, we've got a picture here that's interesting around uh, about stretching out time. Have we got, a, have we got the pick? Uh, there we go. Time to change, CERN. Scientists propose 25-hour day. There are some wacky things going on, friends. Really wacky. And these are, so for those who don't know, CERN is the, 
is the particle, uh, uh, is the hadron collider where they, ex- uh, faster than the speed of light, or at least the speed of light, where they, they accelerate these particles and they get them to collide. They're opening a portal and they want to change time. They want to create black holes or abysses or bottomless pits where we could, people can never escape dark, evil time. This is happening. Did you know that the CERN is underground circle? It's a circuit. It's the biggest machine in the world. And that it's, it's, it's 17 miles in length and it runs underneath Switzerland and France and under the French part, it runs underneath a town dedicated to the angel of the bottomless pit, Apollyon. This is real. And if you have a look at their symbol at the top, if you have a look at the World Economic Forum, very, very easy, 666. You look at the CERN, 666. It's the same thing. As you actually see this humanistic movement, it's, not, it's got nothing to do with religion, even though they're talking religious tones. And once you start combining Christianity, Islam, and uh, uh, Judaism, you have none of them. So we're seeing this, this humanistic movement and the mark of the beast, it's a number of men at 666. So part of this is to drag out fallen time. The days are evil. Redeem the time for the days are evil. So, so, so it means to buy back. And this is why we have to be, uh, 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 we, it's not just about being in the oil and the wine just for it's okay for us. We actually have to see pathways created for others. Now, one of the things, at the moment, there's just, everything's about portals. We saw Ant-Man, Quantum Mania the other day. Who, has anyone else seen that? The latest Ant-Man? You're not missing heaps. And it's a bit weird. However, everything is about portals. Is that they, they know that they have to go into a portal, right? And they go into a quantum dimension. And they can, if they can change things in the quantum dimension then it changes on the other side of the portal. And that's the same thing as what's taking place on the earth. Did you know that there's a CERN in Victoria? It's underground. What the heck are they doing? Why, maybe that's the thing that's empowering government, governments to walk in darkness. I mean, like, I, I haven't, I'm not over the detail, but here you've got a government pushing the voice. And then they've had to completely change it. They, they, and then they don't want to give people details. We're being set up for deception. Look, this is, this, is my, this, is my, this is my opinion now. Make sure you vote. Make sure you inform people. Because they want to change the constitution in such a way, everything's about divide and conquer. You've seen what's happening on the earth. If we can just keep people fighting each other, if we can get races fighting each other, if we can get sexes fighting each other, if we can get, I mean, all the wacky weird stuff at the moment. You know, how can you champion women's rights and trans rights? You've got to be mental. I know my wife's cringing now. But you actually, no, seriously, when you've got, you've, you've got like men going, who I, they just have to identify and they're going to women's prisons. So, so, so women should be completely outraged. This is completely crazy what's taking place. But we don't know those dark portals that are being opened up in other dimensions. And everything's about that taking place at the moment around the world. So this is why we've got to be, we've got to be switched on in regards to what's taking place in the realm of the Spirit. And so all you see now, it's like, oh, you can't, we, we just went, to the, like I said, we went to the movies and you can't see 
any promotional post without seeing something with a dragon in it, another dimension, everything's supernatural now. Superhero genre, it's like, it's, it, 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 it's crazy, but it's being shoved down our throat because we are that close to convergence of ages. We really, really, really are. Could, could you, you could envisage that the world would change more, not just structurally, but ideologically and spiritually since 2020. Did you know that possibly globally up to 40% of people attending church every week has fallen away? That's nearly half the church. This is crazy. And for those who didn't know, is that churches that urge their people to, to get the clock shot, they're mostly the recipients of massive loss. <laughs> this is, this is we, we are in our own Avengers movie. Congratulations. You're a star. You really are. Now, this is really, really important because we have to back engineer this. The book of Revelation, first few times I read it, it gave me a headache. All right? It's just sort of like, oh my gosh. And I'll go, yep, yeah, yep, Jesus appears to John. Cool. Yep. Flame of fire, wall, sharp twitches, sword, candlesticks, angels, stars. Gotcha. Message to the churches. Gotcha. Behold, I saw a door standing open in heaven. Okay. <laughs> Four living creatures. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, seals, bowls, trumpets, Babylon. Two witnesses. You know what? You know, and, and, and it's like like this. But I tell you what, it's the only book that says that if you study it and you keep the words or you understand it, you're actually blessed. And it actually says, don't seal up the words of this book. So. When they wrote that, the early church engaged it, they would have understood it. I personally believe much of it is about the fall of Jerusalem. I believe it was, uh, and then it's also, it's, an, it's actually, it's a book of governance of what's taking place in the spirit. Uh, uh, and and uh, um, I was saying this morning, I've had conversations with my son, you know, all of a sudden he's sort of like living his life and next thing he's uh, uh, um, enrolled in a Christian school he's happy with and all of a sudden the world just changes like that. He couldn't go to school without having wearing a mask on his first bus, his second bus, all day at school, his first bus back, second, four bus trips back, and he started getting breathing problems from the flipping mask. And everything changed, and supernaturally everything changed from lockdowns. And he's going, why, was I, why did I come here now? Well, as I said this morning, you could have been born in 1900. And as a teenager, gone through the First World War and probably got enlisted. You survived the First World War, and you go, oh, thank goodness I survived that. But then you had the Great Depression. And then you get through the Great Depression, then you got the Second World War. Then you got the then you get through the Second World War, then you got the Roswell. No. And then you got all the then you have all the you've got the Cold War, then you have the Korean War, the Vietnam War. Like, like we, we've actually had it pretty good, guys. We've had it good. Had it good. So rejoice. <laughs> And, and, and so we're in a place now where we need real strategy that actually works because don't harm the oil of the wine. And we need to, if you can get Revelation 15 ready, this is amazing, this scripture. It says, And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire and those who have the victory over the beast. This is huge. Now, before we go any further, there's specific scriptures, especially in Revelation 6, it talks about those who were beheaded for their faith in Christ. 
And then people look at this, oh yes, these are for the martyrs. It doesn't say that. It actually doesn't say that. And you start to see there is a class of believers, of sons and daughters, mature sons and daughters, that completely overcome everything the enemy has to throw at them. Who wants to be in that club? Seriously. So, so then with this, on the sea of glass, with complete victory, you either see it as a future event or a station in the realm of the Spirit. So you go, oh, this is a real easy one. This is a real easy one. You go, I really, I really like to be in the victory over the beast club. Where do I go for that one? It says, see a glass before the throne. Mingle with fire, those who have victory over the beast, over his image and over the mark, over his mark, this is the beast system, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass. What are they doing? Got their feet up? They just hanging out? They got secret handshakes? They're actually worshipping the Lord on harps, which is very Davidic. So this complete victory over every element of the beast takes place in the sea of glass. But what are they singing? They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvellous are your works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. So we have here, don't touch, the, you've got scarcity in the midst of it. Do not touch the oil or the wine. And now we have this enemy trying to, 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 to drag out time. Even the experts are saying that that's, that's probably going to be a 25-hour day. Right? Remember, let's go, I want to rewind to early 2020. 2020. And go, okay, no, this is a pandemic. And we go, no, 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 it will be about vaccinations. No, don't be stupid, you're a conspiracy theorist. Look what's happened now. Just be, never have intellectual dishonesty where you're always, always arguing and then it changes and you don't own it. Because what happens and you start lying to yourself when your inner man cannot bear witness to the truth. You actually get deceived. So you go, yeah, we were wrong. We were, you know, da, da, da. So just repent and move on. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, I wish this. It actually is going on a podcast. So yes, people can repent. All right, so you guys are good though. I believe. <laughs> Loosed. Acts chapter 15, let's do that. Operating in the opposite spirit, Acts 15. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. After this, I'll return and rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Known to God from eternity are all his works. So we have here scarcity, we have, which has also been cyclical. So the enemy wants to keep these cycles going. This is how he stretches out time. So he stretches out time. Whereas what we have is God says, okay, right now, forget about CERN, forget about these stupid portals to bottomless pits. You do remember when Jesus took them to the most famous portal of the day, which was Caesarea Philippi, which was at the base of Mount Hermon. 
in Mount Hermon is where the 200 watcher angels, according to Enoch, landed and they started to say, we are going to corrupt the earth. And then at the base of that, they worshipped Pan. And Jesus took them to Caesarea Philippi and he said, I'm going to build my church on the rock of the revelation that I am the son of God and the portals of hell will not prevail. That's what the King of Glory says. He says, in the midst of portals of hell, I will build my church and that the gates of hell will not prevail. That's what it means, gates. Is that they're both geographic locations and they're also people and they're also dimensional. So we have here, how can we access heavenly provision and oil and wine? It is primarily by faith through the tabernacle of David. You do not have to come here on the Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, weekly. You don't have to come here. But do it at home. Do it all the time. All the time. Now at the moment, I'll be very, very directive on this, is that we've had to tweak our song lists because it's not about soaking. Soaking's gone. It's Davidic. It's moving things in the Spirit. Because if, you, if you're not in the glory and you're soaking, you'll start sloking. Because what's happened is, that I remember, I, like, I, remember, I mean, I've got soaking music like crazy. All over, you know, you know I've got iTunes, etc. And, and there's, a, there's time for it. But right now, God wants us to actually, He wants us to, to, to engage on a whole other level. So now I was given permission to share this this morning. I'll share it again. But firstly is this, if we will, be, we will be conformed to the image we have of God. So if we are fearful towards Him, I don't mean holy fear, what will happen if we're afraid that He's always out to get us, that'll actually massively affect our lives. So we'll shrink back and we'll go and we won't use the talents He's given us. This is really big because as you see the Lord, you'll manifest the same thing. So if you want to see heaven's extravagance, be extravagant towards him. I really mean that. This is, this is exciting. So when you've got, David was the most extravagant, I think. I think, you know what? I'd say there's strong, strong evidence in scripture that if God had a teacher's pet, it was David. I really do, because Jesus is the son of David. He ain't the son of Moses or Enoch. He's not the son of Elijah. He's the son of David. I mean, God loved David. Because David was extravagant to him. And, and, and you, you, we, the Western mindset doesn't under, understand extravagance. Do you, know what the, do you know what the Western mindset understands? It's extravagance towards self. Huh. <laughs> looking after yourself. But when you're extravagant first to the Lord and you're anointed to, you're anointed for service, first to the Lord, and then you start handing it out horizontally to people. Is that, so, so, you know, Jesus isn't just a son of David. You've got the tabernacle of David. I mean, this is a big deal. You know, the tabernacle of Moses, the protocols, oh my gosh, they were insane. They all pointed to heavenly realities, okay? Been done away with, fulfilled by Jesus. But you got it wrong. You've got two of Aaron's sons offered up strange fire and they reaped fire, didn't they? 
They really did. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I think, I think, I think the youngest brother of Phineas and the other one, I can't remember, was Eleazar, and he didn't want to become high priest. He saw his brothers got wiped out. And he's like, oh, like this. But what that, the fear of the Lord shaped his service unto the Lord and he served as a high priest for a very long time. We're talking crazy protocols. Even the guy that, when it was on the, the ark was on the, on, the, on the back of the cart with the ox, he went to, to you don't want the ark spilling over, all of a sudden, <laughs> blowing a hole in that parallel universe. You know, <laughs> or sudden sort of like flicking uh, a Jupiter and Saturn like marbles, like this. He, just, he thought he'd do the right thing and, it, and he, and boom, struck down. So he got this hectic stuff. Hectic. I mean, that would cripple you with fear, right? If, especially if you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's sort of like... Okay, Phantom of the Opera sort of face. And anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. So anyway, sorry about the visuals. Okay. <laughs> so here you got David. David was so zealous for God. He said, I have to get the ark back in the right place. And so his, his extravagance to the Lord actually protected him. When you're extravagant to God in your worship, your affection, your time, your, your giving, your loving, when you are extravagant, God's extravagance meets you but multiplied. That Jesus is the son of David. You want to be in the oil and the wine? Be extravagant towards the Lord. Can someone say amen? This is just it's so cool. It's just so easy. You, you've, you've got keys there already. And so it's, it's really interesting. We've all been given an allotted time, three score and 10 maybe. It used to be 120 years. Would you want 120 years now? Only if you were able-bodied. That'd be, that wouldn't be too bad. I mean, if you've watched the Highlander series. But anyway, so, but if you're not able-bodied, you're like, get me out of this bag of bones. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's a whole other deal. You look like you've drunk the wrong grail. Anyway, so, I, <laughs> Todd. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? All right. Okay, so... So if you can't engage here, do it at home. And now we've got this situation that's really interesting because right now there are people in the mid-north who are engaging worship, not just at Munta, but in Mintaro, Clare. We were doing it at Borough. There are things that I'm getting messages now. So what's happened is that, is that so for those who don't know Lawrence, Lawrence, very, very good friend of mine, ours at the house, Big Maori guy. Big Maori guy. All right? He is hashtag a unit. So, this last week, his sister-in-law has been running these Zumba classes out in the parks. And Lawrence has been part of the Zumba class. 
Yeah. I mean, there was a, you know, point three in Mount Barker recorder just. <laughs> Did you feel the mountains tremble? What? He said, I have full permission. I've spoken to him. I said, you know, this is giving me life. So he goes, I do, bro. All right. So. <laughs> and so what's happened, instead of, instead of like this to Zumba type music, is that they're doing it to, to praise music, to anointed music, worshipping the Lord. And there's a whole class been gathering out in public. People just come and go, can I join in? So here's Lawrence and his wife and some others. And he goes, bro, bro, I've never moved my hips in my life like it. He goes, man, you should see me shimmy. He said, he said I'm shimming so much, I even, I actually thought I jumped. He goes, that high. And this is where it gets crazy because he's out dancing unto the Lord. And then he said, I've got to tell you what's happened. Now on Friday when we went up to Borough, this dude, you feel that angel jump in the car with us? We were just like, like, like this and we're just chatting and we're going, what the heck is going on? He goes, bro, I've got to tell you, when I was doing Zumba, <laughs> he said, I was visiting the nations in the spirit. I went to Egypt. He, no, he, he actually gave me a lot of detail around each visitation. Africa, describing it. He was, he was going there in the spirit and Venice. And before you get all, all jealous about Venice, there's no water in Venice at the moment. All right, the canals are like, seriously. What do you have in the waters? You've got mud, okay, you've got stench. Anyway, so, so I go, what do you think it's about? He goes, at the moment in the spirit through the tabernacle of David, these are his own words, God is redeeming the nations. God is redeeming the nations. It's on the sea of glass. He's getting up his frequent fly points. He goes, bro, you go. And the only thing I can't tell you is where they're doing it. All right. So if you're spiritual, the Lord will tell you where and when. Okay, otherwise just Zumba in solitary. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know what's you know, Zumba. All right. <laughs> then he's during the Zumba class. He literally he's fully again in the spirit, and he sees this mountain, and he knows it's the Lord. But he's this mountain, and then the mountain starts to turn around, and the mountain is wearing like a prayer shawl. What are those things called again? Yeah, it's late. yeah, yeah. So what happens, the mountain starts to turn around and there was part covering the face and just fell aside and it was actually Jesus, the size of a mountain, turning around, smiling at Lawrence and he goes, good job. See, this is, this is the invitation of the realm of the Spirit right now is that darkness is manifesting quickly, but the Lord says, don't touch or harm the oil and the wine. That doesn't mean sort of like you get away with things. No, 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 no. It's God will build through you the blessing of heaven and the enemy can't touch it. The enemy can't touch it. No matter what darkness is manifesting, he will part that Red Sea to get his blessing to you. But you've got to be in the oil and the wine. Isn't this exciting? And then we have David's fallen tent must be rebuilt. It's in ruins. People aren't ministering to the Lord anymore. Christianity has become about spiritual consumption, about spectator sport, about acquiring, accruing information and not giving any of it away. 
and there's no power. You do not become full of life. You become the Dead Sea. Because the Dead Sea has plenty of water flowing into it, but nothing flowing out. Whereas the Sea of Galilee has it flowing in and flowing out and it's teeming with life. So here we've got people engaging this. That was the key thing in 2020 is they lied to us and the church shut down in one week around the world. The tabernacle of David shut down around the world and since then, the world has lost its minds and nearly half the church globally has fallen away. This is why we need to manifest an opposite spirit, to be in the oil and the wine. This is exciting times, friends. This is why God wants to perfect us in praise. Perfect us in praise. Now, now it's like, I understand, probably going to land the plane there, but I understand that, Jesus, that, that the disciples saw the miracles of Jesus and they said, Jesus, don't teach it. We don't want to. They didn't say, Jesus, tell us how to preach. Tell us how to teach. They said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, pray in this manner according to first century rabbinical topical outline, our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. First thing you do, first thing you do before anything, you, you, before you think about your day, you think about your God. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the first thing you do. But you know what? Then what takes place is we start to then learn what it is to connect to God through praise. Honestly, friends, I have a, a strong, functional, spiritual life. Honestly, I praise God more than I pray to the Lord. Jesus was very clear, very clear about vain repetition, as if God forgets or is poor of hearing. We just got to keep reminding him like this. And when he's talking about God remembered the children of Israel and he remembered, it's not talking about that as if he forgot. Is it, is it there was something happening in the realm of the spirit judicially and that was brought to God's attention and it has moved his hand. But, but there, there, there's something about the, the, the realm of the oil and the wine, the sea of glass connected to provision is that God wants, see, see when we, we've just, I was just talking to um, Mandy and Carsten. So we've got Mandy and Carsten Woodhouse have just moved down here. Um, they moved down from Brisbane. And they drove, you know, and they've got uh, um, some pets and whatnot. And they, they've relocated to South Australia. And when you move, you actually got to give it a, a reasonable amount of consideration. You don't just go, I'm going to move. And then sort of like, you know, ADD impulse, and then go, what will, oh, I regret that. You've actually got to count the cost, you've got to move, and then you've got to invest. Well, I'll tell you what, what happens is that when we start to understand the dynamic of the oil and the wine, it isn't about staying in our stuff and him pouring it out, it's about us moving onto the sea of glass. It's actually about occupying the sea of glass. And what are you doing on the sea of glass? You're singing that you're already delivered, celebrating it and you are engaging on a Davidic level and seeing a... Re see, see, there used to be the Jesus we enthrone you, we proclaim you are king, standing here in the midst of us. Uh, and, then, and as we worship, build your throne. You know, God dwells in the praise of his people, but really at the moment, 
we've been given an allotted period of time. It's, here's the paradox. You are seated in heavenly places now. It says that. It says he raised us up in Ephesians 2. You're already there. Your spirit is before the Lord now, but you're physically here. So you've been given a portion, a, a portion of time. So within that chronos, we are to run a race. And if we run the race wisely, we lay a hold of the timeless dimension of the Spirit where the oil and the wine is on the sea of glass. That's the paradox. Enter into his rest, the timeless dimension of the Spirit. I look at Keith Green, who died at 27, 28, 29. Who remembers Keith Green? He achieved more in that short span than most people would as die as a seven-year-old. You know, it's not always about, about length of Kronos. You could, God could fit in a whole calling. What about Joan of Arc? Some of these people like that, we can't judge a, 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 we, we can't judge a book by its Kronos. And, and, and now we've been invited into this place in history where there is, they, are, they are beginning to manifest scarcity. Water sources all through America are being polluted. The latest being the Ohio River. <laughs> Real bad stuff in Kentucky. But before that, it was actually East Palestine, Ohio. And then you've got, you've got it's just, it's so many crazy things taking place, but the Lord says, don't touch the oil and the wine. Minister to me. Get before me. But then also manifest, it just, just celebrate joy. You know? You know the story, so many stories of people praising their way out of impossible situations. I told you about Johnny Dangerously down in southern Philippines. That's what we called him. It wasn't his name. He just, they, they, they got these Muslim terrorists lining up to shoot him. Do you know what he starts doing? Starts dancing before the Lord. He's dancing before the Lord and the bullets aren't touching him. But he'd cultivated that. This is why it says perfecting praise. Uh, 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 Jesus, Hosanna, Hosanna, the son of David. And the Pharisees are going, shut them up. He goes, he says, don't shut these ones up. He says, have you not read that out of the mouth of babes and infants, you will, you will you'll perfect praise? And praise being perfected is actually manifesting strength. You know, when I last checked, God's pretty strong. He's pretty strong. If God is strong, he's so gentle, but he's so strong. And when you perfect praise, his strength will manifest in your situation. Second Chronicles 69 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking whose heart is completely his, that he may show himself strong on their behalf. So we're in a season, friends, of consecration, a season of praising God. If you can't make it here, do it at home. Do it all the time. Put your little playlist together. Get your Zumba clothes. Whatever it takes, do the grapevine. Whatever. Floss. Floss to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Because <laughs> this is a season that we're about to see something very, very crazy, supernatural manifest on the earth. And we get to usher it in. I will just add at the end, and we won't even put... It, we won't put any more scriptures up. But we're the timekeepers. We're the timekeepers. 
In Acts chapter 1, they said, Lord, when are we going to restore the kingdom back to Israel? This is Acts chapter 1. And the Lord goes, it's not for you to know that the times of the seasons that the, Lord, the Father said in His own authority. So people go, oh yeah, there's a set time. So whether I, what I do, what I don't do, really doesn't affect it. No, that's actually incorrect. Because Jesus then says, don't worry about this. He said, but you be filled with the Spirit and go into all the world and bring the glory. Bring the glory. Hey, I've got no problem with doing street ministry and leading someone through the sinner's prayer. But it's way more than that. It's discipling whole nations and it's doing it in the glory. It's doing it in the glory. Don't, don't you just think I'm just going, oh, I want another soul. If the glory's not there, they, they might be hard to follow up. <laughs> Sounds like crickets, doesn't it? And so, we, it says, lift up your heads or you get your everlasting doors at the king. King of glory may came in. You and I are the gates and the doors. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's an accelerator. No, no, no. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you get to, your active involvement gets to delay or hasten the coming of the kingdom. This is what's exciting. So when we start to get, we start to, to, we start to get on that sea of glass and we start functioning that song of deliverance, these are the ones that completely overcame scarcity. Because trust me, it is a slave system. Central bank digital currency will lead to social credit system. How do we know that? Because it's being modelled off China. What's going on in China is that if you share something on social media they don't like, they can take money out of your account or, free, or inability to travel. Don't worry, they'll get everyone eating bugs, but they'll be eating meat and flying around doing what they want. But not for, for the average common person. So, so the only way to be delivered from slavery is to not think like a slave, is a function as a son, actually get into worship. This is why we should be doing this in homes. All right? May our homes be filled with dancing. Da, 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 da. Okay? Even the streets. David Bowie, Mick Jagger told you to do it. If they're telling you, that's, even the rock stars will cry out. All right. The Lord did speak through Balaam's donkey. Uh, <laughs> Holy Ghost. Can we put the pads on, please? <laughs> God, you're good. You're good. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Oh, I like this one. I like it a lot. Holy Ghost. Step ahead of me, aren't you? Yeah, get your communion. Holy Spirit. Thank you.
Jesus, thank you for the wine of your blood. Thank you. You give us the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You loved David. David was extravagant to you, Lord. We thank you and we bless your holy name. In your presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You've put our names in the Lamb's Book of Life. You've redeemed us from destruction. You've crowned us with tender mercies and loving kindness. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you've made it so open slather according to your word. Let it be according to our faith. To him who believes all things are possible. And we thank you that praise is the language of faith to redeem the time. I thank you for a generation of sons, a generation of believers who refuse to get stuck in that dark loop, that dark cycle, but to smash it like a hammer. Holy, 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 holy. Thank you, Lord, in this season, you are perfecting praise in us. You are perfecting praise so you can manifest strength. You're perfecting praise so you can manifest strength. You're perfecting praise so you can manifest strength, Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, King of glory. Right now, we say, yes, we are the saints clothed in fine linen, following You on white horses. We say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, Lord. We are those who refuse to be caught into dark time. But we said, yes, we praise You, Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank You for the wine of Your blood. Thank You for the miracles that You are doing. Thank You for the prophetically directed prayers over the earth. Thank You for all creation waiting for the sons of God to praise the Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Can you just start thanking Him before you take communion? Just start to thank Him. Just start with gratitude. Just start with gratitude. Come on. Just start with gratitude. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your kindness, your generosity. Thank you. You put a crown on our head and wait for us to grow into it. We thank you. That you who've started a good work in us will complete it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, El Elyon, Lord Most High. Come on, you can do better than that, guys. It's a deaf mute spirit we've got to smash off. Come on. Just start to thank Him. Just start to thank Him, Lord. Lord. Lord, you are good. 
You are good. You are good. Your glory is your goodness. Your glory is your goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your kindness, your loving kindness. Thank You for dying on the cross for us. Thank You, Lord. Holy, 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 holy. Jesus, thank You. Thank You, thank You, thank You, thank You, thank You, thank You. Shikalababa. Jesus. Jesus. May take your communion. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Sunday service. Remember that. No Sunday. So we have Good Friday service this week and that is 9.30am. Praise God. Who's excited about the sea of glass? Going to get your harping on? Praise God. Remember this, in the West we accrue information and we go, yeah, I've got it. No, there is no information until we action it. It has to be actioned. Every time you praise God, you are building a muscle. You are building muscle and you're engaging and it's not just singing songs. Your inner world will feel tension on the fishing line in the Kingdom of God. For anyone who's fished, it's great to have your, your, your line in the water, but you want to feel tension on the end of it. And then the more you worship the Lord, the more you feel that tension on the fishing line and you're, you're engaging in heavenly realms. Praise the Lord. But that's something that we have to develop over time. We are being perfected in praise. I'll leave it there. We've got an early minute. So you guys have a great night. And we'll see you tomorrow night or Tuesday. I don't mind being here in the afternoons. Amen. Praise God. God bless you guys.